I'm Mike Vardy. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. 
the Productivity is Podcast. I'm Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I have a mindful conversation with Patrick Rohn. Patrick Rohn has been on the show before. He is the author of Mindfulness for Mere Mortals and the purveyor of the website patrickrohn.com. I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing the introduction because we just dive into a really cool conversation that uh, I hope you'll enjoy. So here he is, uh, Patrick Rohn, talking mindfully and about a whole bunch of things uh, here on the Productivities Podcast. Enjoy. So how have you been? Wow. Okay. That's a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh-huh. When you're head down into a project for a significant period of time, when you finally get the project finished, and we'll talk about finishing a project, by the way, in, in a sec. But once you get the project finished, and you've shirked so many other projects and responsibilities for the sake of this one for so long, your head comes up out of it, and suddenly it's like, okay, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do with myself if I'm not working on this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so I think it takes a little while. I think that's the one thing we don't plan for, especially when it comes to big projects, that we don't plan for um, providing the period in between where you're a little bit lost. Yeah. Yeah. Where you need to kind of get your normal rhythm back. Yeah, you, you almost need like a recovery period, or just yeah. a re, or re um, reindoctrination of sorts. Like you're coming, yeah. you know. It's like it's like when um, you know when astronauts go to space and they come back to Earth, and I mean, it, it's, I'm and they being, can't walk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm being reductive, but yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, it's funny. Um, I'm about to head into that phase myself. You know, where I'm working on a deep project. Possibly now, the interesting thing is, there's going to be two deep projects that I'm going to basically have to alternate between, which might be even more. Um, oh. I think that might be easier, to be honest, because it's not really? like digging super – like I'll be digging deep into both, but I've got them structured in a way that allows me to say, okay, on this day I work on this, on this day I work on this kind of thing, right. um, which is how I've been practicing with my reading. You know, My reading workflow has been very much on this day I read this book and on this day I read this book, which which has kind of helped me for this next phase of creation. But yeah, I could. De- I mean, it, it it's like even after travel, right? Like, I mean, I'm going on a yeah. trip as as we're recording this. I leave for a trip next Tuesday, and I'm gone from the 16th of February until the first of March. Oh wow! You know, and I'm traveling wow. from the West nice. Coast. Yeah, cool. it's it. The trip is West Coast uh, to East Coast, back to West Coast, up north, then home. All in Canada. No, no, it's oh. L. It's a quick stop in L.A., like an overnight, just because of the way the flights worked out. You know, I don't want to leave first thing in the morning, so um, I'm overnighting in L.A. Then I fly from L.A. to Washington D.C. to attend the Dad Summit, um, and then from there I take the uh, Bolt bus to New Jersey to okay. spend a couple days in Jersey. And then I fly from Jersey to Vancouver, and then my family meets me in Vancouver, and we fly up to Whitehorse, which is in the Yukon because there's a winter festival up there. Jeez. Yeah, I think I have a stop in Minneapolis along the way, like a like a like a layover, like a quick okay. quick stop layover in Minneapolis because it's Delta, so Delta yeah. from from Liberty to, but but I you know I mean I've 
I've kind of set up myself so that I can can do that travel with all my you know my fundamental stuff that needs to be done in advance. I tend to do that, but when you when you're finished traveling, it's like you need. My wife's even said this. She says you need like three or four days just to not do anything. And just to kind of re-enter back yeah. into the real world. Yeah, yeah. jet lag aside, like I mean, it's that's not going to be the issue. It's going to be the okay. Now what? Especially because yeah. I've been prepping for like all the stuff I've been prepping for is all the fundamental stuff. While I'm traveling, I'll be working on my book and my you know working on the now year stuff. And then when I get back, you know, then it's family tr- time. Then it's yeah. So it becomes this. There'll be no coaching calls during that time. So yeah, it's 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 I definitely and you, so the project you just finished is the big book, right? Isn't it? No, no. Oh, that's no, not done. That's no. not done yet. No, the big book is what got pushed aside for this. Right. No, well, this, that's a, this, the whole, is, this is the house thing, then, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's a hilarious thing, right? Like this isn't like some, you know, big, you know, money making endeavor. You know, this isn't something that's going to. Well, I suppose in a sense it is, but you know, this isn't something that's going to like you know, be a hallmark of my career or really put me on the map as a writer. You know, this isn't like. Uh, any of that stuff. This is rehabbing a house. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's it's completely off the not off the grid, but it's it's off it is it, it, it's, it's off what, you know, I think people who know me, who know you, who know yeah. the circles we travel in, you know, when we talk about like, you know, big projects, we're talking about books or conferences or this, that, and the other, and you know, here I am with this kind of real physical labor sort of thing right so do you know the story behind the house have we i've seen bits of, I, i've seen you talk about it's been a while since we've talked uh but yeah. i've seen it on, i've seen your updates on social media you basically went from a house that needed a ton of work it was a new house you just purchased wasn't it well yeah well we actually purchased it about four years ago right and got kind of the the big rocks yep <laughs> Out of the way first, uh, the big rocks uh, in the house being the uh, the mechanicals, electrical, and plumbing, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, the HVAC and all that stuff. And then kind of lost momentum after that um, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that uh, <laughs> yeah, you, rehabbing houses and building stuff and handyman sort of stuff it's just not my expertise. It's not my, not anything. I, I hear you there. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I hear you, you know? there. And like not knowing kind of how to proceed or who to hire or what, and whether or not we could afford hiring anyone or whatever. It just all kind of stopped me in my tracks. Fast forward to around end of, uh, end of September, beginning of October. And, uh, are uh, a, f- a good friend of ours who actually did the plumbing work on the house because he's a plumber um, said, "Hey, my brother Kerry is uh, kind of a handyman general contractor, and he's in between jobs right now. Now, in this area, finding a good handyman or contractor is like finding a vein of gold. Yeah, right? they they just there 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 are plenty of them. They're just always so busy, and that was part of the issue as well. And so I said." You know, oh yeah, sure. You know, let me talk to him. You know, and so Kerry came over and took a look. And he's like, "Yeah, I could. We could totally do this together. You know, especially if it's you and me. And you know, if you're kind of working alongside, and I can show you how to do some stuff, and you'll learn something. And hey, I'll get. You know, I'll have some business here where I'm in this weird down period. 
and it was a win-win for everybody. And so basically that set up suddenly at the end of September unplanned as part of my kind of year, um, that this is was going to be my full-time job for at least the next three to four months. Um, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you know, um, I literally was working eight to 10 hours a day, uh, every day, including weekends, um, on, on this. Um, and we took a house that we purchased for $7,200. <laughs> And, uh, all told probably put at the, you know, we haven't crunched the final numbers, but I'm guessing 45 to 50,000 into it. And, uh, you know, it's sitting value right now is about 120,000. Wow. And, uh, we're not going to sell it. We're going to own it. You know, as you know, because everyone needs three houses, I suppose. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the second one. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we're going to, uh, we've rented it out. We've got a lovely uh, young lady who's a daughter of a longtime friend of ours uh, staying there. And she's got a roommate with her. And uh, they've got a fantastic bargain on a on a house that they can rent uh, that's close to a hospital because she's planning on studying to become a nurse and she's hoping to get her residency at that hospital that literally is a block away. And so it's a win-win for everybody, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, incredibly rewarding. Uh, certainly something that now I won't be so, you know, afraid of. And in fact, I, I kind of miss it in a way. Um, there's something very nice about working on something that tangible, mm-hmm. like a physical thing as opposed like a, to digital. Yeah. 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 Cause and, even, even when you're writing a book, like, yeah, you'll get a print copy of it and that'll be like, that's the next, probably the next phase of, but to build something I've been thinking, like I've been reading about Nathan Berry and how he took up woodworking. That was one yeah. thing that I, and I, you know, I've been thinking about doing something like that. Nathan Waldman's tiny house. I mean, even though we have um, taken over the basement in our house and I have an office down here. I mean, every time my mother-in-law comes to visit, one of the kids gets displaced a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. we only have a total of four rooms that people could sleep in, well, three rooms plus my office. So I've always kind of still hinted to, to Anne that we should maybe look at still building an outdoor office for me or someplace where we could even an outdoor, like, you know, sleeping area for somebody if they wanted to come by something like that. Yeah. And she's yeah. still very hesitant about that. But I, I keep thinking about it because we have this corner of our lot. We don't have a big lot. We have this corner of our lot that basically sits unused and I, you know, I mean, we could build under a hundred square feet. We don't need a permit to do yeah. that. And just build something there that's nice and tiny. And uh, if you build a loft in it, then you could have a place for somebody to sleep if you wanted to. But that could be my office. Or, you know, I mean, that kind of thing, it's still something that I've wanted to work on. uh, Like with someone, obviously with somebody experienced. Um, But you always hear this. And I guess this is probably something we can discuss. Is the whole trading, like, I don't mow my lawn as much as I used to. Because somebody else who really likes mowing lawns will do it for me instead, and I can write during that time. But right. there is something, I think, to be said for picking and choosing those spots, especially when it comes to something that is like what you just did. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, and what's, what's hilarious about what you're saying is that, you know, now that I'm in this period where I, I don't have this sort of thing to look, to work on, you know, I've actually been kind of thinking through the same thing. Like, you know, Hmm, that space back there would make a lovely little writing cottage. You know? Yep. Yep. And hmm, let's see. You know, and uh, literally so now that I have the experience and I kind of know how to how to build these things and to build them properly and kind of know how easy and how difficult it is, you know, but I at least kind of know the pieces of it and kind of know the cost. I'm I sit back and you know, think to myself, yep, we could do it like this and I could do that and I could save money this way. And wow, oh, you could do this, you know. And, you know, I pretty much have put the, this thing together in my mind for about a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, probably a little bit over that, probably about 2000 uh, when it was, uh, you know, all said and done. We always underestimate these things. But, um, you know, because you'd never just stop at the, you, you don't stop at just framing out the, no. the shed. No, you, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, and, you know, now you're like, oh, I need some bookshelves. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, I would want, like, I could tell you right now, I would want an entire wall of bookshelves, like yeah. just an entire wall. I'd go with a standing desk built right in, like yeah. a, fo- a fold away. So you could fold it down if you wanted to. Um, I would go with, I have, I have the perfect, like, I have the ideal one in my head, you know, and yes. I've always I've always been looking for it. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, and there's lots of places where you can get like reclaimed windows and things like that. But then, you you know, the only the, the concern is, well, does it get too cold? Do you want to use for, you know, like so you get I mean, but it's something that's been in my head for a while yeah. and it hasn't gone away. Even after we did the renovations, my wife's like, finally, he's going to be happy with his office. I do like my office. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but but it's like. You know, she should have known better. She should have known better. <laughs> she should have known better. She's like, oh man, I, unless she does something with that corner while I'm traveling, I'm still going to come back and see it every single, you know. Uh, and then there's other things like we were at um, yesterday. Uh, you know, we're recording this on like early February. Yesterday was we a holiday in British Columbia called Family Day, and they have it across Canada. Ours just happens to be the second week of February, where everywhere else in Canada is the third week of February, uh, which is just weird. But um, we went to uh, out, out to Sydney, which is a, a place that's close to where the ferry drops people off as they're coming from the mainland. It's a very sleepy town, a lot of retirees, and uh, you know, we're, there's it's near where the airport is, and there was this like kind of trade show of sorts to highlight what Sydney has to offer. And there's the Victoria Flying Club. Now, the other day. And again, this is—I think this is interesting because I want to talk a bit about your book too, the Mindfulness for Mere Mortals, because I just finished reading it as well. Yeah. But I've been thinking about like a friend of mine uh, who I used to work for. Uh, He—he he flies. He's a—he's a licensed pilot. And <laughs> the weekend, this past weekend, he said, "I want to fly to Nanaimo for breakfast. Anyone who wants to pitch in five or ten bucks for gas, we'll do it and we'll come back." And I missed, like, I, you know me, I'm not a morning person. So I totally missed the cut. But, but it got me thinking, that's pretty awesome that you could fly to Nanaimo, like, land at the airport, go to breakfast, and then get back no. in your plane. Because it's, a, it's, a, like, it's only about an hour and a half drive. But to yeah, fly there would be, yeah. like, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. So I, I thought, you know, I've been thinking. And I, it's something, I have flown a plane before with him in, I mean, I've been up in, the, in his plane before and with my daughter, my, my, this before Colton was born and my wife were in the back and I, he actually gave me the, uh, the, 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 the stick for a while and I got to fly the plane. It was pretty cool. Oh. Um, and I thought, you know, 
I've thought about that before. Now it's not. Now keep in mind, learning to fly is not cheap. No. Um, but I was at this trade show, and we're walking around, and lo and behold, who's got a booth there or a table there? But the Victoria Flying Club. And I thought, you know, I'm going to pick up their information now, so I have it because it's going to cost. I think it costs like five thousand dollars for the full, which is not a lot. Like it's a lot of money when it's you. Not, it's not unattainable. It's not unattainable. Right. And you get trained in a Cessna and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, and it's funny because my wife's like, better make sure our life insurance will, you know, you avoid our life insurance if you start to fly a plane. I'm like, ah, I don't know. We'll have to look <laughs> into that. But anyway, it's just like yeah. those those thoughts come to mind and they fall completely outside the realm of what you and I, like our, what we talk about online, like you saying about building, yeah. you know. And I mean, the same thing with the working out I've been doing, the Whole30, which Courtney Carver turned me on yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I'm on day 22 now. You guys are crazy. Yeah, go ahead. I'm on day 22. <laughs> no, but seriously, I've lost. I had to go. I got a physical done. And okay. the doctor, I he, he accidentally told me how much. Uh, it was last week I got a physical done. And uh, I was halfway through the program. And he told me, he goes, oh, you weigh 183 pounds. When I started, I weighed 198. Mm. I lost 15 pounds in basically right. 15 days. Now, again, I went from like beer barbecue soda pop all that stuff to like just whole like no legumes no dairy no gluten no nothing and no processed foods and that's how much weight i lost and now i'm yeah. doing this program for the dad summit they call it the the smarty smarty pants vitamins is doing it with a coach i know in vancouver and i'm on day four of that today and uh i'm i'm seeing some results so but I, I don't normally – I mean, I haven't tweeted much about it. I've Facebooked privately about it. But yeah. I think you get to a point where the stuff that you do that's the big thing, like the, the thing you're known for, mm-hmm. it's nice to pepper it with the stuff that you're not really you known know, for. Wow. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll get to the, like the, the – Sure. What? Yeah. But I think it relates to mindfulness for sure. But yeah, anyway. Well, but here's something I've been trying to wrestle. I've been wrestling around in my head with kind of how to put out there and where it belongs. But – this idea that sometimes you need to build things and do things kind of offline and private that no one's going to see, yep. you know, don't just like, so, <laughs> uh, boy, this is going to get out there. People are going to go looking for it. But like, <clears throat> uh, so I've been like writing this newsletter. <laughs> mm-hmm. That nobody knows about. I'm gonna say I haven't seen a newsletter <laughs> because it's got no subscribers, right? I'm doing it just to see kind of how, like, if I were to make this a regular part of my life, how would this look? What would I do with it? You know, and my the reason I haven't put it out there is because it keeps being like other people's newsletters, and I don't necessarily want that, right? Right, right. You know. But there's so many great newsletters that I read on a regular basis and I admire and they can't help but kind of seep into my consciousness. And so when I go to build these things. Name some yeah. for some people who are listening, like name oh, some. Uh, okay, so Austin uh, Austin Cleon's uh, newsletter where he sends out every Friday, he sends out 10. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to that one too. Sort of links and that's great. Um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Matthias? Oh, oh, geez, I'm going to screw up the poor guy's name. But um, what I really like about his newsletter, hold on, I'm looking it up. Sure. In app. Um, um, but what I really like about his newsletter, it's Matthias Jacobson. Mm-hmm. And 
name of his newsletter is Think Clearly. And what I love about his newsletter is mm-hmm. it's all handwritten and drawn. Oh, um, cool. So basically he takes a, a page of a large moleskin and just does one short thing on there and scans it in and sends that out. That's cool. That's and it's different. It's just wonderful. It's just this wonderful dose of greatness, uh, you know, every week. Um, you know, Garrick's, uh, Garrick Van Buren's expand newsletter, which is a subscription newsletter. But the really neat thing is Garrick tweets regular kind of ideas out on Twitter and, based upon whatever idea for the week gets the most retweets and likes and favorites and whatever else hearts, whatever we're calling it these days. Um, he counts all those up and whichever one gets the most, he expands on that topic. So, you know, it's kind of just a general 140 character idea, but he then goes on to write three or four or five paragraphs about, I imagine James Shelley is probably on your list too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. James Shelley's, uh, um, the the I can never pronounce it right. The Kesura letters, yeah, um, has long been, you know, at least when it was daily, it was a every every day, every morning. I'd pretty much start my my day with it. Mm. But he's, I got to warn people about him because he's so <sighs> deep, smart and deep <laughs> and intellectual, yeah. right? Oh you yeah, know? and a lot of the stuff he writes about is like stuff from like the Roman philosophers and yeah. you know things like but it, that. But it's interesting Just, because he's uh, he I mean before Ryan Holiday started writing and Tim Ferriss started t- writing about this stuff, James was uh, writing about it. Yeah, James was writing about like it. Like years, years ago. Years before Tim Ferriss got on the whole Seneca uh, and all that stuff, yeah. All that stuff and and Marcus Aurelius and such. You know, James Shelley was writing about that stuff years and years ago. So yeah, he's great. I mean, so my point being is this. I've been writing one. I, I've, I've now written several. Mm-hmm. I've never sent them. No one has subscribed to it. You can go subscribe to it if you can find it, but you probably, well, you could probably take some guesses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as to what service and, you know, stick my name at the end of it, you'll find it. And mm-hmm. you'll but I, I'm not pressing send on anything. And, I guess this gets, I want to wrap back around to my point, which is I do it to experiment yeah, just to play around with the idea of like, if I did this, what would it look like? Maybe if I stumble upon a, you know, if I stumble upon something, yeah, this feels good. This feels right. Oh yeah. Okay. There could be a a thing here. Then I'll like announce it and send it out and give it a shot or whatever. But you need that time to just, play without an audience to just work stuff out you know to just mm-hmm. build stuff for the sake of building it for the sake of practice for the sake of just saying i don't know what this looks like i think we're we're so quick in this world to launch and to share and to ship and to you know get it out there that oftentimes we put things out there that are half baked or we put things out there that we're kind of, that could have been better if we had just allowed some time to play. Yeah. We're quantity over quality in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. Know. Have you read Adam Grant's new book originals yet? 
No. You should. It's There's a lot of what you touched on there. Like the idea of, I mean, as soon as you mentioned Matthias's newsletter, I'm like, oh, that's totally what Adam Grant would talk about in originals. I mean, if you've read Give and Take, right? Have you, I've, not, I've not read it, but I know uh, Cal Newport's talked about Adam Grant a number of times. Um, and I know yeah. you like Cal's work too. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 I haven't. I'm, I'm sorry to say. It's, it's brand new. It's only come out. I just read, I just read it. That's one of the things I've really been focusing on doing. It's funny. I was talking to my daughter about this as we were walking to school today. And we we're just talking about, I've written about this too, about, and even spoken on my uh, Patreon edition of the podcast about the idea that like TV, I mean, once the football season ended and even before that, I was whittling my TV time down to, you know, under 10 hours a week. And I mean, that to me was a big deal because there were times where I was watching more of it because it was just, it was there and it was on the back. Like I'd watch pro wrestling and stuff like that. And then now right. I just, I have it when, if I ever want to watch it, I can, but I've been more deliberate about that. And I've been reading a lot. I have, as of this recording, uh, I have read 10 books since the middle of January. Gosh, I'm so jealous. But it's it's because I had. <laughs> but the only way you can do that, though, and this is something that that people are like. Well, how how do you find time? Like you let go of other things. You yeah, say you 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 make the time. You you make the time. You say okay. You know what? I am going to, um, I, and and you set up um barriers or parameters that that kind of push you in that direction. So, like for example, in your in your book, you talk about the idea of um. Uh, you know, meditate, meditations, mindfulness for mere, mere mortals. When you talk about meditation, yeah. and yeah. I've been using Headspace for about the past six days straight. I've used it off and on before, but lately I've been doing because meditation is part of this program I'm doing. And yeah. I've been, I have gotten in in the first four days, I felt so much better. I felt great after every single time. But on the fourth day, where you where where um, and I'm using Headspace, so it's guided. He says, "Let your mind wander," and my brain's like, mm, "Got nothing to wander to." Like the brain is literally <laughs> starting to train itself to focus on the moment, on the breath, on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that people, you know, I mean, for me. I think that idea of capturing stuff as it comes to you, not when you're in meditative state, but when you're not in a meditative state is so critical so that you can actually be mindful and meditate because I can sit and it's the same thing with reading. I can sit and meditate now and if something is comes to mind, it's something I've already recorded somewhere in all likelihood. Like the idea in your book, you talk about the Facebook RSVP. That's right. already been recorded somewhere. Like yeah. that's already down in, yeah. in Todoist or Asana yeah. or wherever the hell you're going to put it. Yeah. Um, so, well, and that was the whole point. Sure. I mean, you know, of, of Dave, of GTD. I mean, at it's very basis. Yep. The idea was to clear your head of all this stuff so that your head has the time, the, the room to breathe as it yep. were. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so for reading, I just said, I want to read more. Okay. How do I make that happen? Well, I'm going to read uh, to, I, I know I get bored easily. Uh, by one book. So how do I do it? Well, what if I read alternating books on given days? Okay. Uh, My wife's like, you should read some fiction. I'm like, I'm not ready for fiction yet. I don't really, (laughs) I don't don't really like, I don't really like, I mean, I enjoy reading fiction, but that was the thing like, and she's the opposite of me. She says, I can't read nonfiction because she went to university and that's all she read for a long period of time was nonfiction. My wife is the same way. She reads to escape. And so she doesn't read to learn. She reads to escape. And I read to learn. So I said, uh, so I said, well, if I have two alternating books, so what I've done is I have in Todoist, I'll put like uh, in my library, my paper library now has separated books I've read, books I haven't. And so I will have a book that's actively being read, which will have a bookmark in it. But the one that's next on the list, I just slightly slide out from the shelf. That's the one I know I'm going to read next. And I actually have in my task app, and this is, people are going to say that sounds really rigid, but I say read, like right now I'm reading Quiet by Susan Cain. 
Mm. And uh, I just started reading um, You Are Not a Gadget by Jacob Lanier. So Both great. Both fantastic. So I'm halfway through Quiet. I just finished reading Chris Gillibo's new book, Born for This. So the next one on the list was Jacob. And I actually have a task called Read Jacob. And I have it, you know, reading is the is the mode that I need to be in to do it. And I want to read each at least for 25 minutes per night or per, per, per session, I guess, on this. But the other thing I have is I have an audible uh, book that is constantly going in the background. So, like, that's the thing that I will read during dish time or whatever when I'm walking to pick up the kids or when I'm walking back from picking up the kids. So I am essentially reading three books at a time, but they're they're segmented out in a way that makes them digestible. And, you know, and on Audible, I can bookmark things. If, like the Audible app has a thing where you can say, oh, I really like that point. You hit the bookmark button. Of course, on, on you know, uh, in paper books, I dog ear like crazy. Uh, and, you know, if I'm reading, um, you know, I was reading your book, I highlight yeah. it, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think that if you, again, if you set up parameters and you are, you make a concerted effort, like your intentions are, I want to read more, and then you... F- carve out ways to pay attention to that then you don't have to think about it as much it just happens like my goal was to read 50 books this year i've read 10 already right so i mean if i keep up this pace and we're what the middle we're this basically the first well second week of february if i keep up this pace i'm going to hit close to 100 books yeah well but here's here's another thing about that that i think um you know, people don't think about, you know, think about how many times you're, you know, you're in a checkout line, you know, you got the person with a hundred groceries ahead of you, mm-hmm. you know, and you're maybe four or five of those people, and you know, you're going to be standing there a while and you pull out your phone and you start checking the Facebook or the Twitter or the, you know, what have you. Um, Other people's stuff. Other people's stuff. Um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 funny. Uh, uh, the uh, so uh, <clears throat> so mindfulness for mere mortals is a um, a living book. It's a living guide. In other words, it's not done yet. The thing that you buy is like a portion of what it's going to eventually be. What you're buying now is 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 you're buying the you know kind of the first third of it and i plan on releasing updates as i write more stuff um and i've written more stuff and a new update will you know <laughs> knock on wood come out uh towards the end of this week but um one of the things that i'm writing about is uh you know uh the title of the next chapter is are you down with opp <laughs> <laughs> other people's problems yeah right um, because that's really what it comes down to, right? We we want to go and read about other people's problems, whether that be, uh, you know, the person who's having a really bad day at work or the person who's having a hard time with their kids or, you know, the people that are dying in wars on the other side of the world or, you know, the, the you know, the, the politicians who can't stop repeating the same phrase over and over again. You know, I mean, you know, these are all other people's problems that were so... Um, attracted to because it allows us to avoid our own. Oh, but I digress. Uh, so uh, my uh, a local guy I, I follow on Twitter, he's a friend, Kevin uh, D. Hendricks, actually wrote a book uh, called 137 Books in One Year, How to Fall in Love with Reading. And it's 
just is chock full of just wonderful advice, kind of a lot of it head slapping, no duh sort of stuff, but still head slapping, no duh sort of stuff that you're not doing, right? Mm-hmm. Not Mike, but you and the general public, you know, that we generally don't do. You know, one of the things he said was, well, instead of taking my phone with me everywhere, I replaced it with a book. Yep. Whatever book I was reading. You know, and that's why I tended to read a lot of like trade pack paperbacks because in the winter I could stick it in my coat pocket and it would mm-hmm. fit, you know, and I could, if I'm in the grocery line, I'd take out my book and start reading. If I was, you know, at the, at the car wash, I, you know, while they're washing my car, I'd take out my book and start reading, you know, I'd go to the bathroom. My book would come with me. I would, you know, the book literally came with me everywhere the same way we do with our phones. Yep. You know, how did I read 137 books in a year? Anytime I had the chance to read, I read. It's really as simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and I, I love that. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the main takeaway. Replace your smartphone with a good book. Because if, you know, if you're doing, you're probably doing that with your phone already. You may not even be conscious of, you know, the amount of time you're spending there. But the same thing is true with meditation, right? Yeah. This is not something that you necessarily have to carve out a half hour, 20 minutes, an hour of your day. No. This isn't a yoga class that you're going to have to, like, you know, go to when it's happening. And, you know, I mean, all those things are great. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that, once again. Are you stuck in a grocery line? Then you have two minutes to meditate. Yeah. I've, you know, and that's, you know, two minutes can be highly beneficial, especially in situations where you're normally stressed or anxious or impatient. Two minutes can take all that and throw it all away. I think that's an excellent place to end. Patrick, where can people find you and your book online? Oh, wow. So, uh, patrickrone.com is the place to find me. Uh, best, I suppose, these days. Uh, if you really want to get to everything, you can try patrickrone.net. Uh, but you really don't want to do that. You just want to come to patrickrone.com. You just want to look along the bottom there. I've got some useful things like a link to my books, a link to the Dash Plus system you may have heard a little bit about here and there. Go check it out. What I'm doing right now. I mean, it's all there. You just got to go and, and uh, check it out. Thanks again for joining me, Patrick. This has been awesome. Oh, Mike, always a pleasure and any time. Because, well, I have nothing else to do. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Bye. Big thanks to Patrick Rohn for joining me on the show this week. Uh, I'd like to hear your feedback on the show. Please leave ratings and reviews in iTunes. Uh, I'd love to hear what we're doing right, what, what we can improve upon, and take it from there. That's it for this week's episode. I'll be back next week with a whole brand spanking new episode. Until then, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist Podcast, founder of Productivityist and Productivity Strategist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.